Hello and welcome to Nuts About. My name is Bart Steinberg. As listeners to our show well know, sometimes we're a music show, sometimes it's television or movies, and sometimes it's sports. Today, I'm nuts about the NBA. It's playoff time. The inaugural play-in tournament is almost complete. In the East, the uh, Celts won the seventh seed and the right to be demolished by the Nets. And the Wizards won the eighth seed and the honor of being swept by the 76ers. Yeah, I don't put a lot of stock in those matchups. Uh, note that my guest, Rich Lafrano and I recorded a portion of what you're about to hear before the Wizards blew out the Pacers, but he actually forecast the winner of that game. Out West, the Lakers, they won an exciting game over the Warriors the other night to capture the seventh seed, as you may have seen. Um, as of this recording, the eighth seed is yet to be decided. We've got Warriors hosting the Grizzlies on Friday night. I certainly expect the Warriors to take it and Steph Curry to advance, um, but we'll see. Before I bring Rich on, I have a request of you. Unlike most podcasts, I don't ask you to buy socks, home security systems, or as one of my favorite ones now does, they tell you about a bidet and how to keep your tushy clean. No, no, I'm not doing that here. All I ask is that if you're listening on iTunes, please rate and review the show. That really helps us attract more listeners. And please, please tell a couple of friends about the show. We're available wherever you'd like to listen, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and SoundCloud, in addition to Apple iTunes. I really appreciate you listening, and I hope that you enjoy the show. All right, listeners, as promised, here he is, Rich Lafrano from Portland, Oregon, the bad gambler himself. Hey, Rich. Thanks for having me. Hey, Bart, how's it going? Uh, it's going great. It's going great, Rich. And uh, people can check uh, check out your website really quick, um, badgambler.com. Yes, they can. There's a lot of fun stuff on there. About I write about the stock market um, where I'm a little bit better than I am at sports gambling, but I do both on a regular basis, and I chronicle it all um, for anyone who cares to check it out. All right, Rich, now comes the power segment. We're going to keep it moving. We're going to go through each playoff series. You're going to tell me who you want to win, and then I'm going to tell you who is going to win. All right, buddy? Sounds good to me. All right, and we're going to be we're going to keep this puppy moving. You're going to be under the gun time-wise. So here we go, Rich. First of all, let's start out east. Uh, Philly uh, is the number one seed at 49 and 23. First of all, who are they going to play uh, on Sunday at noon? Are they going to be hosting Washington or Indiana? They're going to be hosting Washington. I want Indiana to win, but I think somehow the Wizards get it done just because of Russell Westbrook's sheer, sheer force of will. <laughs> and I want, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I want the 76ers to win. Yeah. I just want to see Joel Embiid finally get something out of all the work he's put in i mean he's still overweight but he's he's slimmed down quite a bit right. he's had a he's had a phenomenal year when he's been able to stay healthy i'd like to see him have some success um after all these years and everything he's, he's finally like all right rich that's good <laughs> that was good uh yes I agree with you. Philadelphia will win. And, yeah, I think it's going to be interesting to, to watch Embiid, watch Simmons, watch Doc Rivers. 
there's a lot of redemption that has to happen for Doc in these playoffs. I'm going to be fascinated to watch the Sixers. They will roll over Washington. Uh, I, I think it'll be a, at best a gentleman's sweep, but I think it'll be a four-game sweep. So no problem there. Philly's way too tough defensively. Their issues will come when they face better teams and they have to try to score against those better teams. I disagree that they're going to roll. I don't think Philly can roll over anybody. I think they're, mm. I think they're subject to everyone playing hard and Embiid playing hard and him having a good game. Um, but, but I do think they get out of the first round for sure. All right, they're going to roll. Next up, I'm going to. I bet I can pretty accurately forecast who you want to win here. But uh, this is uh, this is your segment or your part of the segment. Uh, the Brooklyn Nets are the number two seed at 48 and 24. Brooklyn's a really incredible story, given that they have these three all stars uh, who have really not played together this year. So they're going to try to put it together in the playoffs. Uh, Brooklyn will be hosting the Celtics, who won the play-in game, 36 and 36. Uh, no Jamal uh, Brown, but uh, Rich, who do you want to win? This is classic David versus Goliath. I want the Celtics to win. I don't even love the Celtics, but I just hate the Nets. And that hate is not too strong a word. Uh, <laughs> I don't like Kevin Durant and the way he's treated the media all year. I get that you're a superstar and you find their questions annoying, but your job is still to be a professional and, and talk to the media. I don't like James Harden. He's too cocky. He's also just doughy and big and never got in shape, and yet he's somehow <laughs> still able to dominate, which annoys me. And Kyrie annoys me too. Brooklyn is going to uh, sweep this series as well. Tatum uh, is terrific, but uh, they'll figure out a way to defend him. And Boston is not going to have any answers. Um, they're going it, to. It's going to be fast and easy work. The Nets will will roll in this series. Again, I disagree with you. I would love to make that bet with you too. There's no way they're going to sweep. <laughs> I absolutely in Boston Garden, the Celtics will get a game. Marcus Smart will figure out how to shut uh-huh. uh, Kyrie down maybe for, or slow him down, not shut him down, but he'll slow down James Harden probably for one game. And I think the Celtics find a way to win at least one game, if not two games in this series. Yeah, no way. I mean, you know, and one, who cares? Two would be a miracle. I don't think, I don't see it happening. Um, But real quick, my question for you is, is it a problem that Brooklyn hasn't played together this year? I mean, these guys are going to try something, put aside your antipathy for them. They're trying something that's fairly unprecedented. And that is granted seven, eight years ago, uh, Durant and Harden played together. But is this team, and you know how talented they are, those three specifically, are they going to be able to gel on the fly in the playoffs? That's what they're going to have to do. I mean, I think they can gel. Is it a problem? Yeah, it's a problem because they have yet to be in an end game situation and figure out who gets the ball. Like, so who is right. Steve Nash drawing up a, right. a play for? Does Kyrie get the ball in his hands, or is he playing off the ball? Does James Harden have the ball in his? Hands? Yeah, I think they. I think they determine late season that Harden is the best one to have the ball in his hands. So I'm pretty sure he's going to be the one setting the table. But who's taking the shot? Is it screen roll with? Uh, with Durant, is that what's happening? Yeah. And Kyrie's just standing in the corner, and will that get Kyrie pissed off? I mean, you just don't know. So I no. do think it, I do think it's a problem down the stretch for them, especially when they got to go up against um, Philadelphia or Milwaukee, where it's going to be a real tight end of game situation. I right. don't think they have any idea yet what they're going to do or what how they're going to um, work those end game situations with all three of them on the floor at the same time because they've never been all three of them haven't been on the same floor for more than how many games this year? Right? It was like. I don't know, under 10, I think, for sure. And those games were all earlier on in the season. It hasn't been of late, for sure. What they're trying to do is pretty much unprecedented, is put it together on the fly like this, and it really right. never works, right. but it, it definitely could that. work in their case. So, yeah, that's that's the biggest question, I think, in the playoffs is how the Nets come together outside of, like, the health of the Lakers to any other team. You know, health is always the looming issue, but how they put it together – is the question the uh three six matchup now we get interesting who do you want to win the 46 and 26 milwaukee bucks 
who have the home court advantage, or the 40 and 32 Miami Heat led by Jimmy Butler. Former I absolutely want. want the Bucks to win because I feel so bad for Giannis. I feel like he he struggles mightily mm. to live up to his re- regular season reputation and have a good playoff run. So I want the small town neighbor of Chicago Milwaukee Bucks to get out of this first round yeah. matchup for sure. I'm tired of hearing about the Heat culture and and how it's like they build such a strong <laughs> culture and they make all their plates go on diets in the offseason. They've got to maintain right. their weight and they can't eat anything. It's like so sad. I, I want the Bucks to get out of the first round for sure. All right, all right. Uh, I agree with you. I mean, it's this is going to be bad news for Milwaukee, uh, specifically Giannis, specifically Coach Bud, if they don't get out of this first round. I mean, uh, Boston or Washington would be way easier draws. Miami's going to be a really tough matchup, heat culture and all. Um, I think the Bucks are going to win. I think they're going to win a seven-game series. They need to. I do think the Bucks will win. I mean, I, I can't believe what Miami put together. I, I And I really like them coming in. But Robinson and Hero have not built on what they did last year. So I think that uh, it's going to come down to Bam and uh, the great Jimmy Butler against the Bucks' big three. And I think it's the Bucks' turn to triumph. It's going to be a really tough series. I'll take the Bucks will win this one in seven, Rich. I will agree with you. I'm scared because Miami has started to turn it on as of late. Mm. They, were, they were looking like the Miami of the bubble last year at the last two weeks of the season. I think there's a lot of pressure on Drew Holiday right here. For sure. He's the reason yep. that they they signed him to huge money. They let go of George Hill, and um, so he's just got he's got to perform, and he's got and he hasn't had great playoff success in his career by any stretch. So I think he's the key. He's got to be the lockdown defender um, on Butler that they everyone says he is. I mean, Durant has has been quoted as saying that Drew Holiday is the top uh, on the ball defender mm-hmm. in the NBA. So. Um, he, yeah, he's just got to deliver for them, and I think you're right. Though I think the Bucks finally uh, conquer conquer the Heat. I mean, this is on Coach Bud like, because, and he did do he did do what he needed to do in the regular season. He experimented a lot. They didn't go, you know, balls out to win every game in the regular season like they normally do. It, it right. cost them a little bit, but it's got to pay right. off because you know um, the playoffs are totally different, totally different. And the issue is these coaches get a chance to adjust to the same team night after night, right? So you play Giannis, you know, once every five weeks in the regular season, you have no chance. But history has shown the last two years when coaches can prepare for him, including Eric Spolstra and the Heat culture, they have an answer for Giannis. So it's now Coach Bud's turn to turn that around. All right, Rich. I think I was going to just say, I think the thing that still scares me is that end of game situations, yeah. they still don't really know what to do. I, there was a number of games I saw in the last – couple of weeks where um and i think barkley and all the guys at tnt talked about it too they don't know what to do still they just spread the floor and they give it to Giannis and let him right. kind of try to create he's still not a knockdown shooter off the dribble by any stretch i mean if he can get to the basket okay great that's a double right. deal but miami will double team him sure. and and bam is um he's athletic enough to stay in front of him um to some extent so my thing is they've got to have better. They've got to have better half court. Drew Holiday is a really talented player. I don't know if he's quite the facilitator, but that's what he's got to be. He's got to be the facilitator and get it to Giannis. Get it to Middleton. Clearing out for Giannis not going to work. So you're absolutely right. So it's and and you said it at the beginning. It's on Drew Holiday. Here's how it is. He's got to facilitate and set up two terrific offensive players along with himself and the ability to drive the hole. That's how it's going to happen. 
Um, I'm super intrigued, Rich, by the 4-5 matchup. That's usually the best matchup. Uh, the Knicks uh, and our guy, Tom Thibodeau, um, I, he's, I, I'm rooting for Derrick Rose again, which is kind of fun. Uh, but I'm not supposed to say what I want. I'm just, you're supposed to tell me what you want. It's Knicks at 41-31 against Hawks, 41-31. Knicks have the tiebreaker, uh, so they have the home court advantage. Who do you want to win this series, Rich? I can't believe I'm saying it, but I do want the Knicks to win. And as a, Bulls, yeah. as a Bulls fan, you're ne- you're never yeah. supposed to say you want the Knicks to win. I mean, you just remember all those series with Ewing and Charles. But the Smith Bulls are on the Knicks. And Anthony Mason. Yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, um, Taj is on Taj. Too. Yeah. 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 So I, I like what they've done. I love the Julius Randle story. I love what he's become and that he's he's been able to be, you know, believe in himself and become a superstar and potential all-star every year. Um, and I do root for Derrick Rose too, man. I want him to have some playoff success and experience at once before his career is all said and done. I don't, right. think, I don't, I don't, well, we'll get to that in a second, but I, I'm, I'm wholeheartedly rooting for the Knicks. I don't have any love for Trey Young and, and the Atlanta Hawks whatsoever. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, um, uh, were we to have done this mythical over and under podcast, uh, last year when I did it with Anthony, I, I did pick the Hawks, uh, over big and, uh, I lost that big. And I would have said again, the Hawks would have hit their over and this year I would have been right. Um, cause 41, 31, they did put it together. They actually improved a lot when, uh, Young got hurt and Bogdanovich got the ball in his hands more. Um, towards the end of the year. Uh, this series will be a seven-gamer, and the Knicks will win this series. Um, I will definitely take uh, Tibbs over uh, Nate McMillan. I think that's going to be a big part of this series. So I echo what you said about Randall. I absolutely called Derrick Rose done, finished, and I really respect that he's resuscitated a big part of his game. So uh, as I watch this series and I try to get through the first five minutes of when Alfred Payton plays and they get on to Derrick Rose, it's going to be awesome. Knicks and seven, Rich. I'm going to disagree with you. I'm unfortunately, I mean, I want them to win, but I think the Hawks are going to take the series. I just think they've got too much offense and the Knicks can still struggle to score. I think, um, right. Right. And I, I think Trey Young's the best facilitator by far in terms of seeing the floor and running the pick, pick and roll if he passes he potentially is if he, i mean atlanta has so much potential there to do great they have a lot of skilled players um that if you the knicks it's a it's the biggest contrast in styles in the playoffs right, right, right. the hawks are totally freewheeling the knicks and tibbs would just want to walk it up and, and bludgeon you so you think the hawks can impose their will more than the knicks can well i think i just think they have too much offense and it's going to come down to yeah. shot makers and i don't trust yeah. rj barrett yet to be able to knock down open shots right um, and, and they've got like i say just too many Shotmakers. And the other thing to note is that DeAndre Hunter came back at the very end and yes. he's going to play. I think Correct. he's a he's a huge difference maker because defensively, he can shut down Randall. Well, I can't say. He's not going to shut him down. He can guard him. He, he can guard him. He can absolutely stay with him and make it make his life uh, miserable. And right. he's another guy that can that can knock down shots. And then John Collins and um, they, they've just got – and Herter coming off the bench now. They've just got a lot better shooters um, than the Knicks do. So it, it's going to be great. It's going to be fun to watch. I love the contrast in styles. It really is a question of which wins, better offense or better defense. And uh, I guess we'll see what happens. Yeah, we will see. We will definitely see. And uh, Hunter coming back is important. And he, while doesn't have any playoff experience like hardly anybody in the series has playoff experience other than what uh, Gallinari and uh, Capella, he, he has big game experience uh, in the NCAAs. But uh, Randall average 40 points a game in the three against uh, Atlanta this year. So I think that's an important point. I mean, he didn't, I'm not being hyperbolic. He, he scored 40 points in the, uh, all three games, I think. So I'm not so sure they have 
people. I mean, Collins is, I really like Collins, and Capella is probably who they'll try on him late in the games. I'm not sure if Collins is much of a defender, and we'll see about Hunter if he can body up. So I I don't know. I, I think it's going to be an, an intriguing matchup, though, and I, I think that Randall might be the best player in the series, but if it's young, then maybe it'll be Atlanta. Maybe that's how it goes. I mean, that did Hunter play in any of those games where he scored? Right. That is the question. Because I do think, I don't think I Capella, I don't sure. think, yeah, I don't think Capella can guard him on the perimeter. He's not a right. great screen roll defender way out by the three-point line. Right. And, that, and that's the big thing this year, right, is that Randall has extended his yeah, range to true. the three-point line. Um, yeah. So that that really is a huge question for the series. Uh, if Hunter is healthy enough and can he, I, I do think he he's the one who's got to, take on that matchup so we'll see it'll be great to watch probably so and uh i mean atlanta's the deeper team i think the last thing last point i want to make about this series rich that i find so interesting is it's just as i said up top with this it's a fascinating matchup the styles are so different and i think what's cool too is these teams so overachieved both of them if you would have said going in they would be 41 and 31 you'd have been thrilled if you were a hawks or a knicks fan right you'd have been very happy to make the playoffs in your wildest dreams, if you were a fan of either one of those teams, you would not have thought that you would have made the playoffs and not have to play Brooklyn, the Sixers, or the Bucks. Because I don't think these teams have really much of a chance against either one of those three teams. Whether you do or don't, that's neither, you know that that's a separate conversation. I don't. So the fact that they're in and they get to play each other in the first round, they got to be really happy with that. No, that's a great. That's a great point. Because yeah, yeah, no one knows. <laughs> hey, you, you'd be happy if you had taken them to win their season win total over as well. I think right. The Knicks were at like 20, 20 something or twenty one <laughs> yeah, wins or something yeah. like that. Um, so yeah, it's great. And I, I think the thing I'm maybe discounting a little bit is just their will, their ability to believe in themselves. They can win the Knicks. I mean, that's what Thibodeau has done. That's amazed me. Yes. I never, I never was a big Thibodeau fan. I felt he ran the Bulls teams into the ground with all those stories about practicing way too many ultimately, hours for sure. and, and yep, playing those, did. playing his best players way too many minutes, especially early on in their careers. So right. there, there was just a piece, I think, on The Ringer today. I haven't read it yet, but I think it's about how Thibodeau has found, refound his love of the game and how he's now he's relaxed, he's chilled out, he's much more fun to be around, uh. um, and, he's, <laughs> and, he's, and he's letting his players have more fun too. Um, but they, they, they believe, like they think they can win. They think yes. they can win close games. They think they can out-execute. They think they can out um, outwork the opponent. So I do think the toughness Correct. factor here, I, I think Atlanta is absolutely way more talented. They have way more offensive yep. weapons, yep. et cetera, even with Cam Reddish not being available for this series. Um, but I think the Knicks are tougher. And I think that's a reflection absolutely of Thibodeau. And I think if, if the game slows down, which it often does in the playoffs, and if toughness is going to be the determining factor, then then I would say the Knicks are going to probably pull it out somehow. Yeah. I mean, it's it, it's a 4-5 series, a pick em series for a reason, right? I mean, if you look right. on all the websites, you know, they'll have all these prognosticators. And usually, you know, the needle's on one side or the other. With this, it's right down the middle. Um, you know, both, as with so many things, both things can be true. Tibbs did run his players into the ground and ultimately finished poorly in Chicago. He also was a great coach for a lot of the time and had them overachieve. I mean, the only reason Joakim is not on this team is he can't walk right now. <laughs> right. Otherwise, he's there. I mean, it's, you know, so. That's true. And Tim's made him an ungodly amount of money. And he, he killed Luol Deng, too. And before he killed him, he made him an ungodly amount of money. No, that's true. Um, for what it's worth, last point, I do think RJ Barrett is the key to the series. I think his, uh, cause I think Randall's going to be there and be solid. I think Barrett's still up and down. Yeah. Um, he's, he's their second scoring option, but sometimes he still tends to vanish. Sometimes he still tends to make poor decisions out there on the floor. So I think, I think he's key. He's got to, he's got to contribute 
um, at least 15 to 20 points every game and not have horrible shooting nights and not make bad decisions yep. and not take unnecessary threes just because because Atlanta's going to go on scoring runs and they're going to hit a bunch of threes in a row sometimes. Yep. Um, Barrett's got to just be a steady force in this series, and, uh, and, and I think that's key as well. You're right. All right, we we we've as evidenced by how much we like this series. We each made six final points for this series. So now, <laughs> now it's time for the West. Uh, all right, so let's go out west, Rich. And uh, I gave you credit at the top of the show, a uh, little editing thing that you did accurately forecast. Uh, I acknowledge that we started recording before last night's Washington Indiana game, and you certainly did deliver the winner in the Washington Indiana game. Um, so you're going to do the same thing here. We are recording this. Uh, on the eve of the uh, Warriors-Memphis matchup. So the uh, first series to talk about out there is going to be number one Utah versus who, Rich, Golden State or Memphis? I think it's going to be Golden State. I just think Steph's will and desire is too much, and I think they've got enough with Draymond um, uh, and and his ability to rebound and control the game defensively as well. Um, but I don't think it's going to be easy. I don't, first of all, I didn't think, I didn't think Indiana would turn in such a poor performance. I, no. I was kind of like, what, what happened by the, to by the transitive property, Charlotte is the worst team in the history of basketball, right? Because oh they, they <laughs> it was like a 30 point win for Indiana. And then Indiana loses by 30 points in the next game. Right. So Washington beats Charlotte by 80. If they play, if they play in a play <laughs> game. scored 286 points. Yes. Exactly. Oh my God. So I, I expect I expect Memphis to come out and play much better. I expect them mm-hmm. to double team Steph every time he passes half court and make yes. someone else beat them. God, um, you have to. But I think with Wiggins and Baysmore and um, shout out to uh, Poole, the former Michigan yeah. guy too. Like yeah. he's a he's a legit offensive yes, he threat. Is. He's a beautiful shooter from three, and he yep. and he and he's being aggressive now. Um, more so, I think Steve Kerr has empowered him to be that second the score with the second unit. Yep. Um, so I, I just think they're going to have enough, but it ain't going to be easy. And I, again, I wouldn't be surprised if Memphis is able to pull it off. But I, I think Steph's will to win is just greater than everyone else's out there. I'd rather not a one a one off. I'm not going to pick against Steph, so I, I don't disagree with what you said. I do like Memphis's heart, um, but yeah, I'll take the Warriors. So, given that we've decided the Warriors are going to win, who do you want to win? Uh, number one, Utah, 52 and 20 versus uh, the Golden State Warriors. Who would you like to win this series? I got to say, it's a weird thing, maybe, because everyone in America roots for Steph. He's a yeah. golden child. I'm going to root for Utah. I want Utah, I want Utah to win not only this series, but even possibly the West. Not the least of which is because that whole Shaq incident with Donovan Mitchell and him just telling him that he mm. can't do it. I think yeah. it's going to be really hard for them just because Mitchell is not – he's been out for so long. It's what it's been, been like a month and a half with no Donovan right. Mitchell. Right. So can he come back right away? I mean, much like LeBron with the Lakers, can these guys come back, right, jump right into the playoffs and and find their rhythm and, and be back right into the mix? It's very difficult, I think, to find that rhythm right away, especially in playoff basketball where it's so intense. The defense is taking up another notch. But I'm rooting for Utah. I'm rooting for them to um, finally have some success um, in the West. Yeah, uh, okay. Um, Utah is going to win this series. And while you're absolutely right that uh, it, it might be tricky to reintegrate Donovan Mitchell, um, you know, he sometimes he's a terrific player. Sometimes he shoots the ball too much uh, yeah. at down, down the stretch. So to have him now come back. But I think you got a break in that as many great things as we can say about Steph and the Warriors, 
Um, they're just not nearly deep enough. So you're going to be able to work through the kinks with Mitchell, I think. Uh, he and Gobert appear to be personally and doing much better. I kind of questioned that relationship along with a lot of other people last year. I, I think you're going to be able to just find yourself just fine. Um, who knows? Maybe it's not, you know, I, I came out strong for the sweeps with the Sixers and Nets. Maybe this isn't a sweep, but I think Utah, they're, they're way too much for the Warriors. So Utah yeah. will win this series. I would agree with you. Okay, let's move to number two, uh, the second, the 2-7 matchup. The Phoenix Suns, 51-21 and 21 versus the 42-30 and 30 Lakers. Rich, the whole West is crazy, actually, for a second, if I can look at it. I mean, you've got uh, teams that did so well, had such a great year in Utah and Phoenix, and as a reward, Phoenix gets the Lakers in the first round. That's brutal. Um, you know, you've got teams that underachieve. We'll talk about the Clippers in a second. Um, you know, you still got a, got an injured team, the Nuggets who are at the top of the bracket. I almost feel like the bracket, the one through four and five through eight is almost like inverted in the West. It's really crazy. But, um, okay. Who do you want here? Phoenix or the Lakers? Who are you rooting for? Oh my God. It's not even a question. I want the Suns to win. I hate the Lakers. Um, there's not (laughs) one thing about the Lakers. There's not one player that I like. Even though AD is from Chicago, I, I, I don't root for any Laker. Nah, I don't really either. Um, Alex Caruso, can't that be your guy? Nah, not a fan yeah. either. Um, okay. and, but I, and I am a big fan of Monty Williams and what he's been able to do with the Suns this year. I think it's yeah. amazing the success that they have. I root for Chris Paul. Um, I, I want him, much like Derrick Rose, I want him to have some playoff success. I want mm. Chris Paul to have some playoff success too, if not get to the mm-hmm. Western Conference Finals or his first has Chris Paul ever been to the NBA Finals? I don't think so. So no, sir. I, I'd love no. to see him get to the NBA Finals. I'm not as big of a Devin Booker fan as others are, but I am a huge Mikhail Bridges fan as well. I love what yeah. he's been able to do in only a second year. Defensively, he's one of the best wing defenders with that length on the perimeter. And he's found his offense, too. Like He's not afraid to take shots. Um, and I guess Jay Crowder is a big part of their success. I'm not a huge fan, but I, I just like to see Chris Paul advance. I like to see Mikhail Bridges keep developing. And any chance to see Frank Kaminsky um, have playoff <laughs> success is a huge is a huge plus. So I'm all you in will, on the Suns. I want them to win badly. You will see Frank Kaminsky in the playoffs. You will not see him personally have any success. He's going to be a little overwhelmed by those Laker big men. Um, I think this is, you know, it's an amazing matchup. And definitely, you know, CP3, all hats off to him. I mean, my God, three years ago, two years ago, that contract was the biggest laughing stock in the sport. Yep. This year, this offseason, he's gonna have he's got like 40 a 40 million dollar last year on his contract. He's yep. got a player option, he's gonna turn that option down and make more money. That's no. unbelievable. No, he's not. He's not gonna make he's not gonna make more than 40. He is gonna turn down that last option and he is gonna go sign somewhere for three years and 110 million dollars. Wow, yeah, yes, that's, that's amazing to think. Of. I know it is. <laughs> it's like, how can we ever trade this contract? It's the worst contract in basketball. Well. He, he performed miracles with OKC last year. He performed them with Phoenix this year. But it all comes to an end here, Rich. The Lakers will uh, will take this. Um, even if they lose game one, LeBron, uh, as of late in his career, has often lost game ones. Um, he knew he couldn't lose the other night against Golden State, so he lost the first half and then played well in the second half. Um, Lakers will win this series in six. Too tough. Um, I think Vogel's a really underrated, really good coach. Uh He's he's not afraid to do the right thing. Like he's locked into starting uh, Drummond. Drummond is you know we talked about James Harden being overweight. Holy cow! Uh, Drummond is carrying around like an extra James Harden on that body. He stinks. <laughs> but he had to for the Lakers to sign him. I think they promised him you're going to start. So Vogel is honoring that he starts him, but he's not afraid. He sat him down in the fourth quarter, and they finally went to AD at center the other night against the Warriors. Vogel will do what needs to be done. Lakers uh, too much. Uh, Lakers in six. 
Okay, I'll disagree with you. I'll take the Suns. I think I think really? the Lakers, the, to win the series. To win the series, I think the Lakers aren't gelling right now. I don't think. I mean, they barely got a, that. You got a LeBron James lucky thirty-five footer to beat Golden State in the first playing game, and they looked horrible in that first half. They are not the same Lakers team from the bubble last year. True. And I'm gonna buy into Phoenix um, and all those regular, meaningless regular season wins actually meaning something. Um, and I think, and I think Monty Williams is a good coach. I think he's going to figure out some way to stop LeBron and AD and slow them down. And I think Devin Booker takes the next step and makes the leap. I know it's, it's going to be a huge, it's going to be a huge leap, but, yeah. um, I like having Chris Paul as a closer too. I like the fact that he can get to that elbow somehow. He's like 80 years old and he can still get to that elbow jumper. And he's so good. He's so good at hitting clutch shots down the stretch. Yeah. Let let me be real clear here. I don't, I love the Phoenix story and I don't have negative things to say about anybody. Um, When you start talking about Monty Williams, designing a defense to stop LeBron and Anthony Davis. Good luck with that. Um, I, they're good. They're really good. They're just the Lakers are too tough. I would take the Lakers over Utah as well. I mean, Utah had an equally uh, wonderful season. Um, they're probably a better team than Phoenix. I mean, Phoenix does seem like they overachieve to the max, um, which yeah. is not all that is is a positive. It's not. It's, it shouldn't be seen as a slam. I feel like as I say it, it is kind of a slam against Phoenix. It's not. They did amazing. I just don't think this Laker team is just too good, and LeBron's going to find a way. Of course, health is always the issue, right? If he really, if he really is. 40, 50% of himself, and he has no explosion, um, yeah, then maybe they won't win. But I think he's going to he's gonna find a way to get healthy enough uh, to lead his team over Phoenix. Okay. Yeah. Uh, all right, next up, let's, uh, let's do some authorial uh, uh, control here, and I'm going to take what should be the 3-6 uh, matchup and hold it for a second because that's going to be the most fun, and we certainly know who you want to win that one. We'll talk about that in a second. Let's go to Clippers-Dallas. Um who do you want to win here? The Clippers, surprisingly, uh, uh, the four seed. They're still a very good record, 47-25. Dallas, 42-30. and 30. I'd say Dallas is a surprise five seed. Um, personally, I'd feel better about Dallas as an upstart seven or eight than a five seed, but whatever. Who do you want to win? Again, I maybe it's weird, but I want the Clippers to win. I want for I want for Paul George to have some success. I feel so bad for that guy. Um, he mm. came out last year in the bubble that he was – having suffering through bouts of depression and he was struggling. I don't know what's going on with Kawhi Leonard right now. Um, he's been out, he's been hurt and he's back in, but he's not the same player. He doesn't look the same. So I'm worried, um, about him in particular that he's sort of fallen off, uh, from that top tier of, of top five NBA players. But, um, I do root for Paul George. I root for Patrick Beverly cause he's a Chicago kid and I root for Steve Ballmer. So he is annoying, but he's, but he's, he's great at his annoyance. And, um, yeah, and I root for Steve Ballmer in a weird way because I just love his energy. It's kind of like this series is the Steve Ballmer versus Mark Cuban series. In right, a way. Like, right, for who's, sure. Who's the best tech mogul? Who's the best yeah, like, right, right. In, in America? It's kind of like, are you throwing, it's almost like Democrat, Republican. Like, who are you down with? Um, who do you, who gets more court time between those two? Yeah, there's, we can definitely break down the Ballmer Cuban matchup. That's, that's, that's no question. I think Cuban, I think Cuban might be smarter, maybe. I don't know. But, but I mean, he, like, he talks about, like cryptocurrencies and he talks about all these right. worldly issues where I don't hear Balmer talking to the media that much about non uh, basketball no. things very often. Um, 
Anyway, I, I guess I'm just rooting for the Clippers largely because of that Paul George storyline. And he, again, I tend to root for the guys that haven't had much success in the past. I'm and, detecting a, yeah, I'm detecting a pattern here for sure. And and that's why this, these playoffs are so fun, you know, uh, to the East. I, I don't mean to digress, uh, but I will say those East teams, you know, Philly, Brooklyn, Milwaukee, it's like, man, LeBron James is finally out of your conference. You got, you boys got to step up, but that's yeah. what, you know, that's what we said about Philly and Milwaukee in particular. Um, uh, and, and, and even New York and Atlanta grab that brass ring while it's there. Cause LeBron is gone in this case. Um, you know, the Clippers also have obviously underachieved and, you know, doc losing his job. They just, they didn't get it done last year. So you want the Clippers to, I, I feel you, I'm going to predict a real upset here. And I, I feel, you know, a little shaky about this. Cause I, I wish I felt stronger about Dallas but I think Luka Doncic is going to be the best player in this series, and oftentimes best player wins a series. Um, you could certainly criticize my opinion there and say uh, that Kawhi is still the best player in this series, and time will tell if he is or not. But I think the Mavericks are going to take it. I like Carlisle, and I don't believe in the Clippers. I don't like this bullshit of tanking. The Clippers found a way to lose to Houston, and then in just – I don't. did you see that OKC game on the, on the Saturday, last regular season uh, day of the year? No. Oh, yeah. Where they, oh, I just saw the end result where they were right, not right. Where they on purpose. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, I don't. You're so they were ducking the Lakers, and did it work out? I mean, yeah. They they you know they won't have to play the Lakers until the Western Conference Finals. To me, if you're supposed to be so great, you don't care when you're playing the Lakers. And quite frankly, I might want to play the Lakers sooner than later um, in case LeBron you know does get healthier as the playoffs were on. So I didn't like that. I don't like the fact that uh, they have to rely on playoff Rondo. So usually if I'm going to pick an upset, I should be extolling the virtues of this upset team I'm picking. Instead, I'm just picking on the negatives of the favorite, and Clippers are the clear favorite. Um, health again, so Maxi Kleba is a guy I think that you like as well. You know, if he if he can be healthy and come back and play against Kawhi, that'd be huge. We don't know how healthy he is, of course. Um, but yeah, I'm... I'm, I'm Maybe it's a uh, what I was saying about Rondo. If they're relying on Rondo to lead them, that's that's ridiculous. I mean, Rondo's had an amazing career. He was bless his heart. He was still good with the Lakers last year in the finals. That that can't you can't go to that well every year though. At some point, you know. Well, I don't know. I don't know. What you, I don't know what you mean when you say lead them. I mean, I think they're relying on him to be a steadying force down the stretch of games. That doesn't mean I he's, think they're looking at him to like making making key plays for them and yeah, being their leader. I, I think that they recognize that Kawhi is not a leader. That wasn't a problem in San Antonio. That wasn't a problem in Toronto. Toronto, I mean, Kawhi was unbelievable for that championship in Toronto. That goes down as one of the best playoff runs in NBA history. Um, but the one thing he didn't have to do was necessarily, you know, lead a bunch of guys. Um, you know, he had Lowry and uh, Gasol and Ibaka and all these veterans. Um, you know, and Van Vliet, a marvelously motivated guy. So anyway, I, I don't think that Kawhi is that leader. I certainly don't think Paul George is that leader. Um, so I think they're relying on, you know, bringing in a rental leader and I'm, I don't think that's going to work out. So that's, that's where I'm getting up with that. Okay. We'll see. I, I disagree. I think they're going to get, I think they're going to win this series. Um, I just don't think Dallas has enough. I will say, is Ibaka back? I don't know if he's going to. Yes, he's, he is back. So he's back the way Kleba's back, the way a lot of these guys are back, the way Hunter's back with the Hawks. He's back. We don't know to what extent he can play, but yes, right. he is on the roster. He did play a, a few minutes in the final regular season game. So yeah, Ibaka, that's a perfect example though of, of health being a wild card. Right. We if he's, don't know. if he's Ibaka from two, there's like six gradients of Serge Ibaka. And if he's like in the, you know, 
top couple of those gradients and those possibilities, that's going to be amazing for that team, but we just don't know how healthy he is. Here we go, Rich. This is uh, the one for all the marbles. My uh, new adopted team, your team. Uh, it's the uh, Denver Nuggets at 47 and 25. Uh, first of all, kudos to the Nuggets. Uh, Jamal Murray, once he went down, I, I yeah. wrote this team off. Um, they've, they've been almost better with him, but that might stop now in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Denver, 47 25, three seed, and they get Portland again. It seems like these teams play each other all the time. Um, Blazers, 42 and 36 seed. Uh, seems like these two teams are going opposite directions. You're much more of an expert on Portland uh, than I, so you'll let you talk about them in a second. But it seems like Portland's getting healthier while Denver, of course, is dealing with the loss of one of their stars. So, um, yeah, Rich, uh, we won't waste a lot of time asking you who you want to win this, and we should probably just talk about the breakdown. Who do you want to win, Rich? <laughs> well, I want Portland to win, obviously, because <laughs> Dame Lillard is the greatest human being on the planet. Uh, in my opinion, I mean, like, he should have run for president. There's right. no way he doesn't beat Joe Biden um, for the Democratic nominee. Right. Um He's he's just an, he's just awesome. And, and did he miss his window? Because yeah, I agree he would have. But is Kamala Harris going to be a stronger candidate to run against him? <laughs> I don't know. We'll, we'll, time will tell. Time will tell. All right. So we know who Rich wants to win. Now uh, I will tell you who will win, uh, and it will be Rich's Portland Trailblazers. I think it'll be a great series. Um, my God, the Nuggets are decimated in the backcourt. I mean, it's bad enough that Murray's out. Um, Will Barton, a guy you know well, um, is injured as well, and then Will Barton very up and down, but I'd rather have him than not have him. Uh, yeah. Morris is hurt as well, so they're so deep, they're going to throw throw this uh, Facundo, who uh, I've, I've liked all year, but uh, he's going to have to guard Lillard a lot of times, which good good night on that. Um, so you've got a really weak Denver backcourt against like one of the best scoring backcourts in NBA history. Um, I'm not sure what you know, Portland will try to throw Nurkic against Jokic. He might have his run of Portland big men, just like uh, Dame has his run against the uh, Denver guards. But ultimately, I will take the Blazers in six here. I think they're, like I said at the beginning, they're getting, they're going the right way health-wise um, against the Denver team that, you know, it's just a very unfortunate. If Jamal Murray was there, they, this could be our finals uh, team. That said, Michael Porter Jr. is stepping up and taking advantage of the increased opportunities. So I, so I think it'll be a great series. Uh, probably, probably there's no way it's not a seven game series, but I'll say Blazers will win in seven. Okay. I, I mean, I hope you're right. I'm, right. I'm, I'm obviously very cautious and nervous. I'll say the key to series. I mean, Denver has to slow this down, right? They can't without Jamal Murray, they can't outrun us. And in the past, I think they felt like with um, Murray yeah. healthy, they could outscore us. They no longer feel like they can outscore us. So they've got to slow it down and make it a half hour game. That's why I'm. That's why I'm nervous because they they're more physical. Like Aaron Gordon and Jokic are more physical than anyone we have. Cantor has been great for us off the bench, um, and Nurkic is now looking healthy. But I think just in terms of grabbing offensive rebounds, bodying up, being physical, and they still have an, an aging Millsap coming off the bench as well. Oh, that's God. what that's what that's what makes me nervous is that they're just going to turn this into a total half court affair. And in the half court. Who's better? Like, who's better than Jokic in the half court in the NBA? There aren't many, right? Like, uh, true. Although, I mean, you know, Dame and CJ can do some hellacious things, uh, you know, in half court too. But yeah, you're right. Jokic is incredible. Obviously, let's take a second and give him props. I mean, what a worthy, worthy MVP. He's done amazing things. Um, I just, I just wonder. So you mentioned 
And again, this is great because you you watch them. You have the insight. So Nurkic is getting a little healthier. And how about CJ? Is he relatively healthy right now? Yeah, they're both healthy. They're both okay. I mean, that's huge. That's they're both huge. absolutely fine. Yeah, I like I say, we that's just our problem. Our problem with Denver has always been how do we match up with Jokic? And now the emergence of Porter Jr. too. He's a wild card. I mean, he's oh, yeah. um, he's just becoming a force. He's a he's a he's already an amazing three point shooter. Um, he's learning amazing. how to put put her on the floor. Um, and be more aggressive and pick his spots. Um, so I agree with you. I think the Blazers can and should win this series. I just don't think it's going to be as easy as a lot of people are expecting. And I will say one more thing. I think the key to Denver's chances might be Monte Morris. He is back and playing again. Okay. Um, and and he's good. Like Monte Morris is, good. is like every time, even when Jamal Murray, there were times last year in the bubble when if Murray was having an off game, Monte Morris would come in and he was actually playing better in some stretches, um, in certain games, I wouldn't say in total in the bubble because Murray was amazing. Right. In the bubble. But, but Monte Morris is a starting NBA guard, I would say. So yeah. he's not at Damon CJ's level, but he, he can hold his own and be a steadying force for sure. The other alternative they have is Austin Rivers. And I, I much prefer Monte Morris if I'm a Denver fan than Austin Rivers, just because Rivers is so hot and cold and, and yeah. some days, some days he can't, he can't make a shot. No, like I know. I know a number of Denver fans who hardly agree with you on that. Um, but, uh, I, yeah. you know, it's a tribute to Denver's depth, um, though, that they can, you know, they have these guys that can keep running out there despite all these injuries. So right. we'll see. I definitely don't think it'll be easy, uh, but I do think Portland. Just... I mean, it, sh- it should be easy if we if Portland played defense, if, if we played one ounce of defense. <laughs> this this series should be easy, but we really don't. You know, all right. we do is we look to out outrun and out shoot teams. And especially in the playoff, that's proved problematic. Here's we know exactly what Denver's going to do, right? They're going to double team Day in the moment he crosses half court. Oh, that's what yeah. that's what every NBA team uh, has figured out, right? Back get it to, out of his hands. Absolutely. Back to when Anthony Davis was still on the Pelicans, and he that's what he did. He ruined us that year. Um, right. So they're they're have to do it. Now the question is who they double team with. Jokic isn't fast enough to fat recover. So I'm guessing it's going to be Aaron Gordon. He's going to be the one who double teams him, and then it's going to be a yes. scramble in the half court every time. But they're going to try to take Dame out of this series because that's the only chance they have to win. So it's a question of do we have enough? Is Carmelo enough? Is CJ enough? It's going to be fun. So, Rich, we made it through all eight series. Um, I'd love to have you back on to kind of – because it's going to get a lot more fun, especially in the East. It's going to get a lot more fun in round two. I mean, I really look forward um, to that. As is, It's like kind of the first year, you know – LeBron's been gone for two years now. It's only been two years that he's been out of the East, right? And the first year, Kawhi just went in and, and grabbed that thing by the throat with that Toronto team. And then last year was the bubble year, and it was like, you know, just kind of crazy period. So, like, this year, Philly and, and Brooklyn uh, and Milwaukee, they have no excuses. They need they all feel like they should be taking it. So I think it's going to be a lot of fun second round. And, uh, and the West, I mean, all four of these series are good and competitive. Yep. Look forward all to right. it. Yeah, so uh, we'll get you back on. We'll do it some more. Um, Thanks a lot for doing this, Rich. Cool. Thank you for having me. All right, that'll do it for me and the show this week. Thank you so much to Rich Lafrano for joining us. If you enjoyed what you heard from Rich, and how couldn't you have, go check out his website, thebadgambler.com. Lots of great content on there. Rich is a terrific writer, uh, in addition to being a glib podcast guest. If you want to reach out to the show... You can do it by uh, emailing us, nutsabout at gmail.com. We've got a Facebook page. We're on Twitter. Go find us. Uh, how to do that is in the show notes. You can take a look at that. Tell a friend about the show, as always. We appreciate that when you do. Talk soon, sports fans. 
enjoy those playoffs.